0: What I'm going to do, I'm going to do an interactive Bible study with you. So the text or the passage isn't come up on the screen, right? So we're going to work through it. I'm going to read it to you first. It's a parable. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, I'm going to invite you to work this passage with me verse by verse, word by word, start at the very beginning, right? We learn by making mistakes. We learn by learning. We grow. By the way, I needed to say this. Um, I've got two daughters here today. My beautiful elder daughter and Rebecca, who's my beautiful younger daughter. Yeah. So there we are. And I love them very much. Right, here we go here's the question. What is a parable? Story with meaning. Okay, again, illustration, a story that teaches a lesson. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Those who went to Sunday school will know that one of yesteryear. So, it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus was a master at that. I listen to preachers, and they're so complicated, I think, why don't you do it, say it simple, like Jesus said it. Okay, so we're looking at an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Right, look at verse, I wouldn't say verse 1, but it's verse 26. What's the first thing you see in it? He. He, what does that tell us? Jesus Jesus is speaking. So if you have any arguments with this parable, it's not me, it's Jesus. Right? By the way, we're looking at the Word of God because the Bible says things like this. Jesus said on occasion to a group of guys, you err because you know not the Scriptures or the power of God. And one of the reasons we have preaching is because we need to know The word of God and the power of God. And that's why we need to read the Bible when we're at home. If you want to know God, read the Bible. If you want to know the power, believe the Bible. So he, what's the next truth we say? What's the next truth? (laughs) Let let me put it to you this way. He also said, Jesus said many things before this parable and many things after this parable. We're looking at something, a tiny bit of truth and what he's talking about. Preachers are often said to me, Well, you didn't mention that thing, for goodness sake, do you want to be here till midnight? Jesus didn't mention everything in one in one message. He also said, listen, that's very important. What's the next thing we see? A truth in this verse. Take the next word. I've given you the clue. He also said. Don't fall for it. Actions speak louder than words. They might do, but words speak very powerful things. How many of us have been damned by words? You are rubbish. Or you are wonderful. He also said he spoke something out. And don't think, well, if we do social work, people will, will... The penny will drop, they'll know we represent Jesus. I hope they do know that, but speaking is part of. What else do we see? He also said, now, let's take this. This is what the kingdom of God is like. Will somebody, what is the kingdom of God? God's reign, okay? God's reign over God's people. Heaven on earth, okay? Where God lives? Your personal faith with him, it includes that? Yeah. Yep. Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. He said, what's the kingdom of God? God's way of doing things. Well, all the things you're saying is right, but let me just say this. When I went to Kenya for the very first time, now my girls will not remember this, but when I came back, went to Kenya, went there for nearly 20 years, a couple of times a year, and my memory is this. So I came back, and my girls are asking me, now they're too old to remember this, they, they're, uh, they're saying this, what were the women dressed like? What were the clothes like? What were their shoes like? They asked me those things. My son, he wasn't interested in that. He, what were the roads like? Did you see any policemen? Did you see soldiers? What are the cars like? I, he should have said, what are the tyres like? And I said, everyone was bald. But, you know, and potholes in the roads. Any Kenyans here? It's a terrible... Anyway. <laughs> uh, what's the weather like? And what, the, what I felt I was being asked was what is the kingdom of Kenya like? And Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. This is how my father thinks. Actually, I represent him. This is how I think. This is what my father wants. This is the power my father has. I'm about to tell you, this is what the kingdom of God is like. This is how my father works. This is how the Holy Spirit works. We need to know what the kingdom of God is like. Otherwise, we'll be doing things what we call in the flesh. Otherwise, we'll be babbling on things that do not represent God to the people with whom we have to do day by day. So it's an earthly story with a heavenly me- meaning. It's powerful. It's impacting. It changes our lives. It changes the lives of people who, who on their own volition say they don't believe, say they're atheists, say they're secularists. So we're looking at, what did Jesus say about the kingdom of God? Listen, this is a tiny bit that he said about the kingdom of God. But it's so powerful, it'll change you. If you, if you will receive it and believe it, it will radicalise you. And you need radicalising. Do You think you're radical? Well, I come in today as an outside, I think, this isn't much different from many other places. You need radicalising. I need radicalising. Jesus... He was there to radicalize us. He's there not to revolutionize us in a negative way with, with fists, you know. We're against everything. He said, I just want to tell you what my father is like. So let's have a look. So this is what the kingdom of God is like. There are characteristics of the kingdom of God in this parable. Tell me the first one. Work through the verse. Aman. That's politically incorrect these days. We'll have to say a man and a woman. A his and a So listen, yes. Listen, the kingdom of God is made up of individuals. People don't come to God in crowds. They come as individuals. People don't receive the word in crowds. They receive the word as individuals. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man Never forget that. When you say things like, everybody happy to be here this morning, you need to think that one through. Hold on, the kingdom of God is about individuals. individuals. Everybody's not going to be happy to be here this morning. I remember the, the, the bloke who introduced that at Bracknell. Everybody happy here this morning? I couldn't wait for the meeting to be over. It was a Sunday, I went up to him, I said... I am not happy to be here this morning. I said, last Wednesday, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. I didn't realise it would be another seven years before she died. And I said, that was a dumb question to ask me. I was so mad with him. I better tell you the end of the story. He said, I feel the pain. I said, you're meant to. Goodbye and walked away from him. I was so hurting. Anyway, individual. I tell you that story that you can remember it. Individual. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man. Next characteristic of the kingdom of God. Read the text. Listen, a characteristic of the kingdom of God, according to this one parable, I'm not talking about other parables, it's this, he's a scatterer. The person who's in the kingdom is not inward looking, they're outward looking. They're not takers, give it to me, suit me, I'm a consumer. The characteristic of the person in the kingdom of God, he is a scatterer. I'm scattering now. And we're not, t- we're not talking about church life, by the way. We're talking about kingdom life. Every day, wherever we are, we're scatterers. It's just brilliant. This is what the kingdom of God is like. People say, you know, the world has lost touch with the church. That's nonsense. The church has lost touch with the world. Got, if you want to touch the world of men and women, just scatter. I was, uh, I was in France the other day, as one is. And I'm staying. A uh, couple, they've bought a, you think it was a small holding. Jeet, farmhouse, and big barn that's been refurbished, to put it mildly. And there's a guy who's living in the Jeet with his wife. And he's an artist. And he's sitting in the middle of the, what is the farmyard, and he's painting oil colours. I've never met him. And, uh, I go up and I said, do you mind me having a look at what you're doing? I said, you are incredibly gifted. I I, I wasn't making my witness, by the way. You know the old-fashioned days? When you go to work, make sure you make your witness. I want you to know, although I'm a miserable SOD, I'm actually a believer. (laughs) Right? So I just say to the guy, I said, you're incredibly gifted. And he goes, oh, thank you. I said, what is amazing is that God gives people so many incredible gifts. I'm scattering. I didn't think I'm going out to scatter over this man today. I'd like to go and scatter over English rugby players, but you obviously don't realize how Welsh I am. But anyway, he then says, Yes, you know, I, I, I see God in many things. Now, I never led him to the Lord, but it is just... And if you say, why did you do it? You know, I'll tell you why I did it. You can believe this or not. Because the kingdom of God's in me. And because the kingdom of God's in me, I'm a scatterer. Yes. It's not that I'm a clever fella. I'm going to scatter today. I think, oh, God, it's in you. It's, you know, it's a, a well of water pouring out. Let me ask you, are you a scatterer? Now, you might say, oh, Ben, don't look me in the eye. I don't think I am part of this setup. Well, you can be. You can receive God. You can believe in Jesus. You can be part of that. I'm asking, are you a scatterer? Or I better ask, are you a scatterer? Because you might be uh, inward-looking, individual, selfish. You know, people don't notice me. Do Do you want people to notice you? Erupt all over them. Mm. They'll notice you so much, they think, here he comes, let's go. <laughs> they won't They think, here he comes, here she comes. They bring light to my life. They bring energy. I love them being around. Right. A man scatters. What's the next characteristic of the kingdom? Seed. Question, what does seed represent? The word of God. That does bring potential. But, But, so here's a characteristic of the kingdom. Here's a guy, and this is Jesus teaching this tiny bit of a glimpse into the kingdom. The kingdom of God is like this, guys. He's saying, a man scatters my word. I just want to say this, you leaders. When you are in a meeting and you're performing, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. Fair enough to say that, isn't it? You can say that back to me, Tom. You say, well, Ben, just keep preaching about you and not the Welsh. Yes, that's true. It is, we're here. There's something in us to scatter the word of God. That's what the kingdom of God is like. What else? What's the next thing? You've got to bury the seed. There's no doubt about that. Uh, in fact, it says, I'll give you the next one is, man scatters seed on the ground. What is the ground? people's hearts. So we've got to put seed into people's hearts. Folks, th- it, this isn't like make your witness, this isn't like be a jW you've got to do it, rain or shine. Listen, it's just In us, it's axiomatic. It's a natural thing to do. Honestly, it's so natural. It's the life of God in us. It's the life of Jesus in us. It's the life of the Holy Spirit. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed into other people's lives. That's why I love preaching. Honestly, because I think, I know I'm part of the kingdom of God. You don't have to, you know, look in the mirror, get it wound up... Just, it's in us. That's what the kingdom God's like. Is it gripping you? Because if it isn't, I'll tell you again. Come on, what's the next characteristic? Night and day. Are you advertising a Clarence cream? Night and day? I remember that, because I used to put it in my wife's stock in every Christmas, and she thought it was Father Christmas. Come on, what does this suggest? What does it suge- suggest? Come on, come on. Be involved. What is n- Pardon? Continually. Continually? That's fine. Say it. Yes, now listen. This is so powerful. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. You see, because I'm talking to you about evangelism. You use the word missional. You can use whatever word you like. It's scattering it's giving it away and you see the temptation is to worry but here night and day whether he sleeps or gets up the word always comes to me the characteristic of the kingdom is no anxiety because people are anxious about scattering and they're anxious whilst they're scattering and they're anxious after they've scattered I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to be anxious when I go home tonight. Right? Why? Because this is what the kingdom of God's like. You may say, I don't like Ben Davis's style. Tough. (laughs) Tough. Tough. I'd rather Howard Kellett's style. Tough. (laughs) Don't tell him that. But listen, listen, why I am not going to be anxious is because the kingdom of God is about do your very best, be honest, sow the seed, go home and have a good night's rest. I wasn't always like that because I erred because I didn't know enough of the word and I didn't know enough of the power. What am I going to do by worrying about you lot after I've preached to you? What good will that do you? What good will it do me? And anyway, it's not in the kingdom of God. Are you believing this? I don't know why you're not shouting out, Ben, this is incredible, life-changing stuff. Because you're English. (laughs) Right, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, he can get up and go to the loo. He can make it through the night. He can dream, he can not dream. But night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, what? Is this what the kingdom of God is like? The seed, the seed, that which you've spoken. The seed is God's word. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm fighting for you now when you're at work or with students, or whatever, and you're talking to people. You see, I spoke to this guy who was painting, and I know the seed, something is happening within him. It's just a fact. You say, how can you be so certain? I'm trying to persuade you how I'm so certain because this is what the kingdom of God is like. And I know he'll go and he'll lie in his bed and he think, that bloke said, it's just amazing that God, and, this, and the seed is erupting because every time we drop seed into people's lives, there is a cataclysmic explosion in heaven and it is incredible because that's what the kingdom of God is like. And that's why I'm saved and that's why you're saved. And if you're not saved, that's why you're feeling bad because the seed is touching you. Because this is what the kingdom of God is like. You know, the church today, we've lost confidence in the sovereignty and the hidden power of God's word. We need to reclaim it. Re- reclaim it this way. Read the word so that you won't err because it cannot be said that you err because you don't know the word of God. Very good, know it. Know the power. Know him. Know the power. I listen to people pray, and I think, God who are they praying to because they seem to be dying. I thought they were touching your throne. This is what the kingdom of God is like. We're not talking about the church, by the way. The church is part of the kingdom. We're talking about an individual sowing seeds. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed... Sprouts and grows. Let me tell you a story. I've run, I run a midweek... How much time have I got left? It's tragic. 15. I've 15. run a midweek meeting in Bracknell. We have now, it's growing. We have you know, numbers up and down, 60 or 80 people. And uh, there's a couple there. I thought I must go and see them. Older couple, they look a bit different. So I go to see them. And they tell me, both of them, listen to this, are children of travelling showmen and women. In other words, their parents run fairs. I'm thinking, this is really interesting. So I'm thinking, how have you become Christians? But I don't ask them that, I'm just asking them this story. And then they say this, and I'll cut a very exciting long story, truncated short. They eventually, I don't know how they met, uh, different fairs, but they end up living in a caravan in Bracknell. They're fed up with travelling. They've got twins, boy and a girl, and they apply to the council for a council house. And eventually they get one. They sell the caravan and one or two bits and pieces that are to do with the past. And they're in this council house. And I don't know, but there's a woman in a council house next door, an old woman. And one day she knocks on their door and says, my lift hasn't turned up, can you take me to church? The guy says to his wife, she wants to take us to church. Now they'd never been to church, only except for one or two christenings and a wedding or two. So he says to his wife, let's go with her to church. I mean, it's incredible. They get saved. Because this is what the kingdom of God is like. <laughs> it's just brilliant, isn't it? If I was driving past these caravan sites, you know, because the, the country these days, the local authorities have to give sites for travelers, I'd have been thinking, God save people. How on earth is, are they going to get saved, God? Well, you know, this one woman, she drops a seed. I don't think she probably, I couldn't, she was thinking, I'm dropping a seed now. She was needing a lift. She wasn't dropping a seed, but a seed was dropped in their minds and they go in. Now, let me tell you the other bit about it. This guy has got a job and at that time, and he was a chauffeur for a, a couple of Americans and he was a CEO of a big company. And this, this bloke, this, you know, semi-gypsy, when I said, do you mean gypsy? He said, no, we're traveling people. He's a chauffeur and he'd get there early and the, uh, the CEO's wife would say, come in and have a, have a coffee and a muffin. And then he'd wait till the boss arrived, you see. Well, anyway, they go to church and people see them and talk to them. And then uh, they, they are engulfed. And, and this bloke, this chauffeur, is engulfed to the woman. Who, and, and his wife is like, what on earth is going on here? But of course, she's the wife of the CEO. It's amazing, isn't it? That couple didn't have a standard dog's chance. They were born again. Listen, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Right, night and day when the sheep gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. What? Give me one word that describes that statement, though he does not know how. One word. Supernatural. supernatural. Listen, that's a good word. It's not the word that's on the card. But let's, let me deal with supernatural. Do you understand god is supernatural you can work out your church services and i've done it because i led a church for 43 years you can have the lights and you can get these videos and you can get the the mouth to cope with it with the words and all that but listen anybody can do that better actually than you lot listen The church, we are supernatural. Those who are in Christ are partakers of the divine nature. You are no ordinary people. I'm no ordinary guy. Why not? Because I am supernatural. But that's not the word I'm thinking about. Look at it again. Just read the text for yourself. Sovereignty. Sovereignty, That's a very good word. I'd like to give it to you. But it's not quite the word that's on the card at this moment. But it would fit. Anyway, listen. (laughs) Listen, let me tell you something. Mystery. Mystery is a big Bible word. The Apostle Paul says, great is the mystery of godliness. The the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of Jesus. These are all statements in, in the letters in the New Testament. God is a mystery. Don't people say, I can't get my head around him. You're not meant to get your head around God. It won't get around God. You're just meant to believe his word. God is always a mystery. Don't devalue and draw God down to your level. It won't do you any good. It won't harm him, but it won't do you any good. I want to say this God is a mystery. Abraham, you know that old cranking wife of yours? Two skeletal figures getting into bed at night. But I'm telling you, she's going to be pregnant. It's a great mystery, isn't it? It's so brilliant. And you were so dead in trespass and sin. You were born in sin. I don't mean you were born out of wedlock. You were born ruined by Adam's sin. The theologians call it, you were totally depraved. Everything about you was depraved. You couldn't reach out to God. You didn't even want to reach out to God. You'd rather curse his name. And then God said, Tom, come in. Like in a boat rowing. Time's up. Number three, come on in now. Do you want want some words that go along with mystery? Election. Chosen. That's That's what the kingdom of God is like. Listen, what I'm telling you is when you go out and hit the real world, this is a a bit of a real world this morning, but it's a different kind of reality. There's another real world out there, and it can have icy blasts, although the sun can be shining, but I tell you, when you go out there, I want to persuade you of this, that there is a mystery going on in the very room, office, street, where you work. Mm. Just brilliant. This is what the kingdom of God is like. Let God elevate your thinking this morning. Where are we? So it's mystery. It's supernatural. Though he does not know how. What verse are we on? All by itself. Here's a story about my son, It goes back down the years. I used to keep a good vegetable garden. My son was about two or three. I would go out visiting in the afternoons and I would come home. And this particular day, I, we'd done the garden and he was wanting to, let's go back up a couple of days before, he wanted to sow the seeds with me. And my wife being my wife, and I'm trying to be patient, said, I don't want him near my garden, I just want to sow my seeds. And anyway, I, I in the end, I give him this pa- packet and he put all the seeds in about a row that long. Are you into gardening at all? But you know that's stupid, (laughs) don't you? Anyway. Anyway, we rake it over. Two or three days later, I come back. And I look out through the kitchen window. Looks onto the back garden. And it's like a bulldozer has gone over it. I'm man. I'm trying to think. You're a preacher. You're a, a nice little Christian. So I say to my wife,
1: What has happened to the garden? What
0: has happened to the garden? And she says... Well, Karadag, he wanted to see if its seeds were growing. And I'm thinking, you may not see him growing. (laughs) And all by itself, you see what Karadag? Of course, he's, he's immature, but you're not immature. Or are you? See, he doesn't understand all by itself the seeds grow. Listen, if you... Are just able to just be yourself and speak don't dig up people's lives let the seed all by itself take root or germinate I'll tell you another story I was in France last week I was in Wales this week and uh, beautiful weather believe it or not the last couple of days and I'm walking up the village and there are four guys sitting on a low wall in front of the pub. I, I've got to talk to them. And um, I said, Guys, you're just so fortunate to be living in this part of the world. And uh, the guy says, well, where are you from? Oh, I said, I'm from this part of the world. I said, in fact, I'm from a much better part of Penricks than you are in at the moment, because they were in Manabir. I said, I'm from Haverford West. But I said, I married a girl from the Crescent. They don't understand that. Get up the road, this little Crescent called Manor Crescent. And I said, I married a girl from there. And I said, uh, she died last July. Now, I had heard one of these guys talk about his patience. So when I said that, I said, are you in the NHS? What's, you said you had patients. So he then starts talking to me. And um, he tells me that he's into uh, dialysis. dialysis, that's right. Well, I said, I said, let me tell you about my wife then. So I just say, she, she went into the hospital and she was very seriously ill and they said, You've got four days to live. And I said, my wife said, well, let's have a family day. It's true, isn't it? And I'm telling her, and all these guys go, and there's a, a very pregnant woman sitting on the wall as well. I thought, don't fall off. And, and <laughs> I'm saying, and I, I said, you know, we, we prayed and we worshipped and my wife told us why she loved all of us and, uh, and we told her why we loved her. Look at me. And I'm thinking, this is so exciting. They didn't realise I was thinking that. But see, the seed is going to sprout and grow, though he does not know how, and I'm not going to go back next time I'm in Manabe, which will be with Howard Kellett before long, and say, uh, where are those four people I spoke to on the wall? I, I need to ask them, did anything happen to your life? Have you, have, you, have you thought about what I said? You know, has God got into your life yet? Do you know about Jesus? Have you heard about the Holy Spirit? I think, seed does it on its own. You invite people to church, you invite people to a do, you invite your neighbours. And uh, you get to the sort. they've stopped speaking to me. Am I making that up? There's a couple in our church did that. They moved in. I said, why well, didn't you have a housewarming? They did. And they had loads on the street. And then they came in and said, nobody's spoken to us since. I don't give them time, dum-dum. I didn't, because I was a pastor. I said, don't worry about it. Are you believing me? This is what the kingdom of God is like. You can get out of bed in the morning thinking, oh God, this is so exciting. True. Don't go pull the curtains and say, it's raining today. Think, oh God, it's wet today and I can't stand it, but what is going to happen? Your kingdom is at work. True. I'm fighting for your faith. I'm fighting for your soul and spirit at this minute. That's what I'm doing. I'm pumping this into you because I want you to understand how incredible is the kingdom of God and the king who's king of the kingdom of God and his son and his son's friend called the Holy Spirit. Grain. First the stalk, then the head. Give us a word for that. All by itself. The soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain there, listen, process, you know, but, but listen, don't, don't, don't tell God the process is long, it's process, have you heard this silly thing, uh, people gonna come to church seven times before they get saved, have you heard that, that's done the rounds, it's probably been stopped now because it's foolish, When I first heard it, I thought, then I'm going to believe when a person comes first into my church, it's the seventh time. Right? Why believe? It's minus six, and the seventh time will be in somebody else's church, and they'll enjoy it. Listen, don't tell God how long the process is. There is a process. Don't tell God. Just say, God, it's the process. Keep me patient whilst the process is developing. Because this is what the kingdom of God is like. And sometimes prayers are answered immediately. Some are answered overnight and some are never answered. Well, not to your knowledge. You know? Some people get prayed for healing and they get healed and others go to heaven. Or if they don't believe, they go to hell. You say, what are you bringing that into? Well, that's another bit of the kingdom of God, but I know it's not mentioned here, but it came out. Right, here we go. Quickly, time. How much? five right okay let's go on first the talk then the head the process as soon as a grain is ripe he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come what's the characteristic of the kingdom say it fruit. Uh, pardon fruit. fruit what's the word harvest listen don't don't go around saying well i'm called to sow well you are called to sow but, you know, that can be so much unbelief in us. Why do you say, I, as an individual, I'm called to reap. The Bible says that. Jesus said in John 4 or something, you are called to reap. But it's, it's, sometimes it's lack of faith to say, well, actually, I'm a sower, you know. And anyway, the remnant is small. You know the doctrine of the remnant? I was reading about it this morning. Well, I believe in the remnant, but I believe in a big remnant. And I believe that I'm not only a sower, but I'm a reaper. Well, how do you feel alongside Billy Graham? Inferior. No, I think he's a great reaper. But God, if that's what you want, please help me. Listen, individuals, you're meant to be reapers. Listen, don't fall into the clergy-laity divide. That's a little bit of nonsense with other denominations. But it's, it's a nonsense in Baptist churches and you're a bit like Baptist churches, just a bit souped up. Listen, let me tell you something. You won't accept that, but it's true. But le- let me tell you something. You must believe in the priesthood of all believers. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you are got to believe, hey, I personally can reap. So when the... When some charlie out the front says, we're going to be doing this, you think, well, it's not me. I'm an introvert. and You know, I'm not educated, And uh, it's not me anyway. I, I'm like my mother. She never did anything. She's quite happy to do the washing up in church things. But it, that's not like me. Why not is it not like you? Because you're not meant to be like your mommy. You're meant to be like your heavenly father. Yeah. Yeah. True? <laughs> yes. yes. So, one day I saw... Another day I reap. This man was already a Christian and his wife before they came to Bracknell, but I still reaped something in their lives. And there's evidence of a day. Is it bragging? Of course it's not bragging. I'm just trying to tell you, this is what the kingdom of God is like. You're meant to be a sower and you're meant to be a reaper. Do you know why I know that? Because when you sow, there's always going to be a harvest. Why? Because... That's what the kingdom of God is like. Seed, explosive. Unseen, where did that come from? God. Oh, Lord. The other thing about the kingdom of God, listen to this, you younger generation, that means anybody younger than me, and most are these days. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. God is sovereign. God is supernatural. God is a mystery. God's working when you're sleeping. And you can call that the sovereignty of God, which I think Rebecca called out. But I want to talk to you for seconds about human responsibility. It's hard work nevertheless. True? Building a church is hard work. Rearing your kids and bringing them to Jesus is hard work. Anything in life, if you want to harvest, is hard work. Don't think that you can sit in your bottom and pray your prayers and prophesy your prophecies and the wilder the better, because the the gullible will receive it and say, ha ha, wonderful, praise God. Listen, don't think it works like that because that's only a little scratch on the surface because hard work is part of the deal. When I started in the ministry, I was seven foot tall with black hair. <laughs> My children turned me white and the people shortened me. They wore me down. <laughs> don't lose what I'm telling you with that humour, will you? Listen. Is there anyone here, and you, well, hope you are here, is it you think, Ben, I couldn't talk like you for a number of reasons. One, because I don't think I know Jesus. Well, get to know him now. Say, so, Jesus, reveal yourself to me. The Bible says, part of the kingdom of God, God has no favourites. He doesn't look at you and say, tough, I'm not talking to you. You don't turn me on. He says, I want to turn you on. And you might say, Ben, I could never talk like you because I haven't got the liberty. Well, I'll tell you who gives us the liberty. His name is Holy Spirit. You will receive, we're coming up to Pentecost, you will receive power, said Jesus, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's part of the supernaturalness. It's part of the mystery that God will get hold of us and turn the timid into raving. Whatever. So, say, Holy Spirit, touch me afresh. I'm not good enough. Then just name the thing that makes you not good enough. Confess it as far as east is from the west. He's removed your transgressions from you. And you say, Holy Spirit, just, I need you. You realize I've come to the end now. You are totally changed. You've either become harder or you've become softer. You've either become more resistant or you've become receptive. But you're never going to be the same again. For more information, visit our website at godfirst.org.uk